The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is Making Your Home Great. (laughs) This is Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. I'm Dave Alexander. This uh, program features today Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture, the first of our hosts on this show. That's going I, back. I was How the long? original host. Yes, he was the original host. That's you know a couple of iterations of of the program. Uh, you know, we stopped for a while and they started back up. But uh, Stephen's with us. We're going to talk about spending your money properly, buying a house. And, and what does that all involve? Well, not getting too caught up in the, I've got to have a house and there's only one available and I've got to have it at any cost. You mean the, you really want people to calm down? I really want people to figure out whether it is a good house and if two or three years from now the market kind of calms down. Yeah whether or not it will hold value or whether it is a marginal house and when the market calms down it's going to revert back to its proper level which is about you know it could easily be 80 percent of what it is now okay we'll we'll talk about that i want to pick up on that what am i going to look for in that situation if you're buying it selling real estate you want to you want to listen to this program with steven uh, Holly from uh, Roofworks. How you doing, Holly? Hey, how are you? I, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yes, you're fine. We can hear you. <laughs> Holly's so concerned about the microphone. Gosh, yes, we're good. So how are things at Roofworks? They're good. Just busy as always, springtime. So that's just that time of the year. Whenever I get uh, uh, high winds at my house, knocking things over, I think of you guys and I think of the, the generator folks. I, I really uh, 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 do you get a lot of call, did you get a lot of calls in the middle of the week oh yeah we did it's, I mean it's uh, you're coming up on springtime so the rain's just going to come and go so that brings roof leaks and all sorts of issues that need to be addressed how much water did we get this week that that one storm that came through I had a customer that had 12 inches of water underneath her house now really? oh, obviously boy. we didn't get 12 inches of rain but it, it just stacked underneath right, there right. she had a moat down there mm-hmm. That must have been an impressive rainstorm. It wasn't. It I was driving in it, and it was you know <laughs> it's hard to see where I was going. Did, are people noticing that that things ripped off the roof? I mean, tiles lift ripped off the roof. Yeah, I mean, you get that more so in a windstorm, but just heavy rains just bring all sorts of all sorts of problems. Right. What should we look for, Holly? We've you know most of us don't look at our roof. We really honestly don't. What should we look for? Or should we just leave it to you guys anyway? Well, I would say always go up in the attic if you're able and check the attic because most of the time you're going to find the first indications of a roof leak that come through the attic that haven't shown itself on right. the concrete yet so or on the sheetrock. But that's if you can do that periodically, especially after some big rainstorms, you're probably going to catch a lot of issues before they become major problems. We've also got in studio Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. How's your week going? It's been a great week. Busy yeah. week. Busy yeah. week. But we got our shipment of material we've been waiting on for, I don't know, four years. <laughs> that, that finally showed up. So 
we're we're pretty excited. We're well stocked with everything we have right now. So we're looking forward to a positive spring and summer. And yeah. Try to drop some of these utility bills and kill some mold. You're spending more time in attics now. Right now, actually, now that the rains have have come back, now yeah. now the phones are starting to ring of customers, and we're getting smells in the house while we're running the air conditioner, and funny yeah. smells are coming out. You know what's going on? So. It, it's starting to get into that mold season once the the humidity and the rains come back. So, yeah, we're we're under the house primarily right now. Uh, you know, when weather is like this, it's not a lot of people calling saying, "Hey, my house is uncomfortable." It, it, no, it feels nice. pretty good outside. Yeah, it's pretty good. But we're getting the it smells funny in here. Can you come in here and try to figure this out? We think we have mold. So, can you tell? right away when you walk into somebody's house whether you're going to find mold underneath uh well it depends on the amount yeah if if there's already a bunch of white mold down there that that hits you in the face pretty quickly as soon as you open up the door um you know most most molds don't have a scent to them black mold doesn't really have a scent uh white mold is is much more musty kind of has a a musty smell to it Mm -hmm. so yeah, when you have mildew and, and mold, and some of my customers, let me tell you, they've got uh, they've got a nose better than me. Uh, they're oh, I smell it over here. It's in this corner. I don't. Oh, I do smell it over here. You know. Wow. So uh, yeah, I think I think everybody knows what we're talking about when they get that musty smell. Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture. You're talking about buying a house and making a decision as to whether that house what will hold its value because. You've got. You've already floated the theory that none of them are going to hold all their value. You th- you think that there's going to be a correction? Well, yes. Historically, it comes down to supply and demand. Right. And right now, there's an incredibly short supply of homes. Right. So they're being bought at premium prices, sometimes sight unseen. Yes. But. There will come a time within the next few years where that supply and demand will flip. Right. And the normal thing is that you identify up to 10 houses in your price range, and then you pick the best one. (laughs) And the ones that are constantly not the first choice drop in value the longer they stay on the market. Okay. So – you you want your home to be the one that is picked when, you know, they've got 10 homes to choose and they right. pick that one. Right. Uh, and there are homes that are intrinsically good, or as I say, have good bones, and there are homes that no matter how much decoration you can put on them, no matter how much you can, you know, load them up with goodies, they're not good. No matter how much shiplap we put up. And how it's, many country signs we hang. How, it's how still, much marble and how much yeah. uh, freestanding slipper tubs yep. and all of that still doesn't take away that you're sitting on a busy street. Right. Uh, or you're backed up to a uh, dump site. Right. Or the quality of the original build to, to yes. address his point. I mean, we all know the difference between a custom home. And, uh, and what I like to refer to as a track home, you know, these track neighborhoods that they, they build yep. these houses in six weeks, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, if they built it in six weeks and then you go in and put in marble countertops and, and new tile flooring, you, you didn't 
you're you're putting you know lipstick on a pig. Well, right? yeah. it's, it, oh, I, I don't mean to take. No, wait a minute. might not be pigs, but what we're not talking about a house that's going to just really increase in value. Right. Those right. are going to be the custom homes that have unique features that also have upgrades and have been updated. You know, the it's pig. Funny. The pig jumped just, out to you. But he was <laughs> just talking about my house. <laughs> but the big thing is that. The homes quite often, and what I'm seeing is you're buying a home, and it's been the original home was decent, yeah. but it's been added on to three or four times, right? Not well, right? And the whole thing doesn't live well, so you buy it, and two things happen. One is when you go to sell it the next time, the market isn't quite so hot, and right, you know, you get dinged for that. The other one is that you actually end up over 10 years putting in a tremendous amount of money to fix the, the things that uh, should not have been done in the first place. Define or tell me a story about a house that doesn't live well. Uh, well, I've got a house I'm doing right now. It's just as you described uh, or I described uh, they added on to it four times. Right. So it's 4,000 square feet with a ton of small rooms with low ceilings that don't kind of line up or, you know, make sense together. They've got five different living rooms in the house. Yeah. And they've got a kitchen with a 7-foot, 10-inch ceiling. Yeah. Very nice cabinets. Sure. So this house should be a million-dollar house. They bought it a couple of years ago for 600000 Right. And now we're going in there and we're making it into the house it should be. You're going to do more of an open floor plan or are they? Open the whole thing up, realign it. If it's 4,000 square feet now, it should have 10 rooms. It shouldn't have 14 rooms. Gotcha. And just, but one thing I do, service I provide, is I go in and look at houses when people are thinking to buy. Yeah. And basically saying, yes, this is good. No, this isn't. Right. Uh, and it's especially important with the the houses to have a little age on them and have a little are are quirky. If it's a Lennar home, right? You know, in a you know ten year old neighborhood, right? It's not going to be that different from any of the others, right? But if it's a home uh, on a couple of acres that was built in the 1950s and added on to twice, right. it's either really good or really bad. Really <laughs> walk away. You, you, know what, you know what I notice? Uh, these, these houses that have been built upon, they started out as a rectangle. They were a yes. wonderfully simple rectangle. <laughs> and then they built a smaller rectangle uh, uh, underneath the the roof line of the other rectangle. And then a third rectangle next to there. I mean, it's almost to the point where you expect there to be a doghouse at the end. <laughs> well, and They've, then, they've and all then gotten they, smaller. Yes, but then they put the two, the garage with an apartment above it right. that has no relationship to the look of the rest of the house. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you do this, you need to have somebody that knows what they're doing. Do you have any idea how many roof leaks you can cause when you do that kind of oh, adi- yes. how many additions you do <laughs> yeah. on a house? I think Holly can understand that. Yeah, I'll, and that's all this. I was thinking about was all those transitional areas right? and those roof lines oh. that just don't ever make sense. And what happens is you have the dead valleys where you've got to go in there and 
put membrane that's not mm-hmm. going to last as long as shingles and that's you got to right. build metal pans and do all of these details that are going to just be trouble areas and i mean we run into that all the time just right. trying to question what the thought process was behind the whole design yeah, when you're going to change the change the roof consult a roofer i understand you you're think? using a gc or a uh, somebody like that, bring in a roofer. Yeah. It, believe it or not, roofers going to say, oh, no, that's fine, or ah, we don't want to do it like that, and let me tell you why. That's right, because it'll plane out, and you'll go from a pitch to a you know, no-pitch area, and that's right. always going to cause problems. So you Within have to a be, few years, you'll start correct. getting leaks. Right. Well, I'll go further and say consult an architect. That's right. That's right. <laughs> because, right. you know, part of it is that, yes, we put this addition on, but we'll do it in such a way that we don't cause dams and right. they don't cost the lost valleys <laughs> right. that you talk about. Right. And, I mean, I've seen so many where I can just look at it from the ground and tell where the roof leaks are. Oh, yeah. And a lot of it, too, is just water shedding. I mean, it's got to mm-hmm. make sense so water sheds correctly because if not, then a lot of issues you'll run into is that water is going to cause problems for the foundation. It could cause flooding and all sorts of other things that are going to pull more problems into the Or into you, the mix. you That's right. a, an addition up to a chimney. And that, that chimney just becomes this wicking uh-huh. tube that takes water down into the foundation. That's yeah, right. And then you're adding stucco and ephus mm-hmm. and stone and all these other issues is, that, is that get even where, more complicated. Is that where more water leaks are caused? Things like chimneys or the, the, you know, the other... The other parts of the roof that it's just not that whole flat piece of roof. That's a simple. Yeah, I mean, and it, everything goes into the installation. I mean, right. you can keep a chimney watertight as long as you're doing the flashing work correctly. And that's you right. can keep those flat areas watertight as long as you're putting the right product on. So that's all the knowledge and skill of making sure that you know what you're doing and that the design makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then also the contractor that's actually doing the work knows what they're doing. Yeah. And it's. It's not the fields, as you were saying. Right. It is the joints. Right. Yes. The, tr- the, the transitions. Yeah. Transitions. transitions always are where all the issues are. That's correct. Okay. We'll uh, take some phone calls now. And in, in fact, I'm going to offer up some food to you. $25 gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill for caller number one and caller number two. They are at Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. We are at 919. 919- 860-9783, making your home great. <music> FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. This is making your home great. In studio today, Holly from Roof Works, Rock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, and Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture. And on the line is Roger from Bun, how you doing, Roger? Oh, I'm I'm doing great, thank you. Uh, I have a, a question. It's about the foundation of my home. And yes, Roger. I'm going to encourage you to speak up as loud as you can. Okay, I'll do it. Uh, I have what I feel like are dumb questions, but I don't, you know, know. Roger, I want you to know there are no dumb questions. Simply idiotic <laughs> answers. So don't worry about it. Go ahead. Right, well, I, I won't. Well, what what do I look for if I think I might have a foundation problem? All right. 
What do you look for if you think you have a foundation problem? Well, are you on a, a pier and beam home? Do you have a crawl space or do you have a foundation? So I have a I have a crawl space. You have a crawl space. Okay. Um, I, I mean, there's lots of telltale signs. Okay, that, well, let, let me let me say I I noticed that one of my uh, one of my back bathroom doors is kind of at first it wouldn't close it wouldn't close real well. Okay. And and it kept kept getting worse, so I I kind of took a a level and kind of wedged it down a little bit, and and then uh, later on I, I took another look, and it it seemed to be getting worse, but I don't see that any sign of that anywhere else. I guess that's what what puzzling to me. Are you seeing any surface cracks in the door frame around that door or the ceiling around that door? See, that's the, that's the thing. I haven't noticed any of that. So. How old is the property? Uh, 92. It was, it was built in 92. 92. And um, have, have you ever had any issues with uh, moisture problems under the house? Have you ever had any damaged floors, floor joists, anything due to high relative humidity? Well, uh, uh, that I, I'm not sure about. I know that we had a, my son works in heating and air, and we had a, a, a moisture problem, and he went under there and took out all the insulation and, and put some, and sealed around the, the inside of the walls, and uh, that seemed to have took, taken care of the moisture problem. Good, good. Okay. Well, so when they... When these companies come in to test whether or not you're having foundation issues, they always look into specific items, walk around the outside of the house, see if they see any surface cracks in the outside foundation wall or running up the brick, even potentially the siding you have on the outside of the house. They're also able to uh, gauge whether or not one side of the property is lower or higher than another side of the property. They use certain equipment to do that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, the the best advice I would have for you is if you have a real concern that you're having foundation issues, I would get online, try to find uh, somebody that specializes in foundation repair, and maybe can come out there and do an inspection, run some numbers to find out if you're off-center or if uh, you are actually, in fact, in good shape and you don't need to worry about it. Okay. Uh, now, is it, is, it, is it possible that maybe just one of the uh – I call it one of the foundations is maybe thinking or whatever, and, and none of the rest are. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, so down there, you're you're referring to what they they call a pier uh, underneath the home. Yeah. And yes, I have been in crawl spaces before where one certain pier in the middle of the crawl space was sinking down lower than the rest. Uh, and that typically is when you bring in a foundation company to jack that back up and install an additional pier. Uh, that, that can that be would, done. Yeah, that will make kind of a big problem, I guess. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, it can only get progressively worse. So if you do have an issue with a singular peer or a couple of peers, having uh, additional peers installed to prevent that from getting any worse is, is probably a good investment. Okay, so if, if it appeared that maybe this, this door was not closing properly when in the past it did, that, that probably would be a sign. That's it? a sign, yeah. All right. Well, listen, congratulations, Roger. I've I've got for you a $25 gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill, the place for lunch and dinner. 
with daily food and drink specials, including the fried chicken, prime rib, and $6 burger on Fridays. We're going to send this out to you. Indoor and outdoor seating available. They are at 625 East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I guess you need my address, don't you? We're going we're gonna to put you on hold. I'm not going to take your address live on the air because we tried to do that, and people would show up and they want your gift certificate. So <laughs> you just hang on. I, I, was, I could sell it to them. It'd be a bad <laughs> sell. Yeah, it you to could them. do it. I mean, ten dollars, twenty dollars for a fifteen dollar gift or a twenty five dollar gift certificate sounds like a good deal. Thank you, Roger. Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture, Holly from Roofworks, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier on making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. This is Making Your Home Great. And in studio is Holly Bowers of Roofworks. We've got uh, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture. And Bobby from Durham has got a question for Holly. How you doing, Bobby? I'm doing well. I've got a question for Holly. Yeah, what's up? Actually, actually two. Uh, one is about uh, the... The hand nailing on the uh, nail gun for roofing. Right. The, the second question is, I've seen this stuff advertised that they could go on your roof and spray something on it, and it would extend the life of the roof as yeah. opposed to re- replacing the roof. I wonder if this is legitimate. Uh, please ask Holly what's their opinion of these. Well, gosh, I hope so. The fellow's <laughs> in an advertiser here. You know, um, yeah, it's a, what is the? Roof? It's like a it's like a moisturizer for your roof. Um, you know, your most asphalt shingles can over time become brittle, and the logic behind it is uh, during about the halfway point of your roof's life, uh, applying a coating on the roof, which kind of helps to moisturize the roof a little bit, which makes it less brittle. Now, this is not a um, time-tested uh, type of application. It's it's fairly new. It right. looks like it is working. Um, I think we'll know a lot more a few years from now to determine uh, long-term uh, effectiveness of the product. But um, that is my general understanding of the product itself. Holly, do you have any any additional insight? Yeah, I mean, we haven't we haven't done anything with that product, so I'm not quite sure. I think it's more of like Brock said, it hasn't been around long enough to be tested and for us to to trust it. So I would say we definitely need to give that some more time before I can give you any insight on how we feel about that. It's definitely not going to prevent roof leaks, okay? So I don't want any of the listeners to be under the impression that if you apply this moisturizer to the roof, it is going to prevent a roof leak. If you were going to have a roof leak, a moisturizer is not going to help that. That would be an issue with flashing, pipe jacks. I can go down the list of all the the potential issues with with roof leaks. And, And the first question, really, when you ask this of a roofer, Gosh, this has got to be like, it's almost like a religious thing. Yeah, and here's, I guess, here's the best way I can explain that. So the old generation, they were brought up doing hand nailing. Hand nailing, of course, is always more, we we think it's more accurate just because of the fact that the guys, you know, they have to be more 
proactive and a little more careful with a hand nail versus a nail gun. But right. that's not to say nail guns can also be much more effective. They're healthier for the guys to use. They don't they don't put so much wear and tear on their bodies. The most important thing with a nail gun is just to make sure that the gun is pressurized correctly and that they are actually doing the installation correctly and they're not they're not pushing nails through too hard, doing a high nail. So uh, most everything comes down to skill set, understanding how to use the nail gun, yeah. and making sure that you're doing it correctly per manufacturer specification. I mean, Holly, there, there, is there a RoofWorks way? We, we can do both. It yeah. just depends on which generation of subcontractors that we use. Um, so it's not going to avoid any type of warranties. Like right. I said, the biggest thing with the nail guns is it's, it's new technology that you just need to be sure that if the crew is using a nail gun, they know they know what they're doing. Yeah, it's the user. Yeah. Uh, the The logic behind doing hand nailing back in the day was it was it was difficult to mess that up, right? Because you had right. to place the nail with one hand. It's always where you want to nail it in. These nail guns, I've seen guys on videos that can shoot eight eight nails in less than a second. Yeah, just right across the top of the. However, they're nearly perfect. If in the hands of somebody that knows what they're doing, yeah. a nail gun is a very, very impressive tool that yeah. these guys can do efficiently. Uh, you just don't want somebody up there who's unskilled. Uh, <laughs> and typically, you're able to get that information by really reading the reviews of the roofing company that you're right. using. If they have a lot of good reviews that say that they're a quality uh, install, then you're probably in pretty good shape. All right. Well, listen, Bobby, thank you very much. Uh, congratulations. You have won a $25 gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill, the place for lunch and dinner, daily food and drink specials, prime rib, fried chicken, $6 burger on Fridays, and a whole lot more. Indoor and outdoor seating available, 625 East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Thank you, Bobby. Hang on. We're just going to make sure that we have your address, which we're going to need. Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture is here. Stephen, you'll go with somebody, assuming they're, you know, in the hot climate for real estate right now, you almost can't take an extra 10 minutes looking at a house. That's true. But you <laughs> will go with somebody to check out a house. Now, why would they want to call you? Because the fundamental question, is this a good house or not? Right. And really, I've had people where I've looked at one house that they've identified. Yeah. I actually have had a few people. I've looked at a dozen houses. Yeah. And they've ended up with really a good house uh, amongst the group. Right. So, I mean, a whole lot of my work is after they buy the house and now they want to do the work. And I walk in and I it's like, Wow you probably shouldn't have bought this house. Cause, because it's the not, wrong... I do not say that to them. At that point in time... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is, sure you don't. It is, okay, how can we make this work? Yeah. How can we uh, not rescue, but uh, get great outcomes out of not-so-good starts? And it's it's not always just square footage. Oh, it's the uh, shape of the shape of the square footage, right? Well, it is the, first of all, it is the lot, the location. Yeah, okay. It is the uh, functionality of the house. I mean, you can have 5,000 square feet that lives poorly. Yeah. You can have 2,000 square feet that lives really well. Right. Uh, it is the quality of the construction. 
Right. And some houses were, they used to say, don't buy a house, uh, I mean, a car <laughs> made on Friday afternoon. Right. The, well, there are houses like that as well. Right. And then the, the last thing is there are issues that you know, it's like Holly has talked about with the, the roofs. This house is going to have problem with the roof. Right. Right. And I, you just bought the problem. That You know, I don't want our listeners to get confused between an architect and, and a home inspector, okay? Yeah. Anyone yes. who's ever sold a house or bought a house knows when you sell or you buy, let's say you're buying a property, you have a quote-unquote licensed home inspector that goes through the property to tell yeah. you what is and is not wrong with the house. Yeah. But those are those are issues or specific things code bro- items with the house. Right. What I do is I tell you whether or not this house is good for what it is. Right. And and that's a very much a subjective judgment, but it's based upon forty years of looking at this stuff. Your home inspector is literally never gonna tell you that your entertainment and TV room is too close to the bedroom. <laughs> right? That's, That's true, though. The, uh, the, uh, true. The, the, these, are different, these are different industries, these, these are... totally different industries. Okay. Architect is going to be able to go in and say, look, I, I understand the electrical is good and the plumbing is good, but let me yeah. tell you why this does not flow well. And if you want to increase the value here, let's knock this wall out. Let's open up this area, tie it all in. That's a different opinion. That's it, and right, and it's even down to the point where I've walked into houses. This house would cause a divorce. <laughs> yeah, and you find out it's being sold because of a divorce. Really? Yes. Many well, times. Many times I've. This is why. That. This is why they call Stephen the the house whisperer. He's because because he he picks up the psychic energy from the house. Yeah. Says this. This house has caused a divorce. <laughs> and, All right. and truly, there are houses where you look at them and you learn that, hey, they've had four owners in this house and four right. of them have had divorces. Ooh. Spooky. <laughs> and, and by the way, your teenagers are not nearly far enough away. <laughs> they really need to be on the second floor or third floor if you've got it. Oh, I, no, I have a different opinion. What's that? You I need think, them close? I think your teenagers have to be in a position where you can quietly observe them oh, without yeah. them feeling that they're being observed. In the yeah. attic with cameras. You keep well, your... No, no, not, they would know about <laughs> the cameras. Yeah, no, they would, they, would, they would take a printout of the room, like a picture of the room, and they would put it in front of the camera. Pretty much. Yeah, okay? Yeah. Your teenagers will defeat whatever. No, they will reprogram the cameras. Right. To Keep <laughs> your enemies close yes. and your teenagers closer. There is a, I have done a series of podcasts. Yes. And one of them, and you can go to my website and access them. Yeah. One of them is how to prepare your house for the teenage years. Oh, yeah. And there are things you can do in your house that will make it easy to monitor and track your kids. Smaller windows. Um, to climb home. out. Yeah. They will climb out anything you can. <laughs> right. Uh, right. No private. Window, no windows. No private entrance. <laughs> no private them. exit. Well, definitely no private entrance. <laughs> My daughters. Uh, do not do a third floor uh, kids playroom. Really? Well, because, right, because the teenage kids have a, 
you know, a long warning time before, oh, yes. before there, you get up you there. They hear you coming. There. That's right. You want to fix the squeaks on the on the approach. <laughs> carpet right? on carpet on the stairs. Carpet on the yeah. stairs. You want, you want the teenage room. Yeah. To the room they hang out. The closer it can be to the kitchen. Yeah. And the more easily it can be monitored within the regular flow of life, uh, the better for you. My teenager daughters had an eighty-pound dog, a foundling dog. You know, they just. They just Found him and brought him upstairs. Had him upstairs for two days, and I had no clue. <laughs> that is a problem. That's his point. That is a failure. Yeah. Wait, wait. Let's, that uh, is better than the boyfriend they've oh, had upstairs yeah. for two no, days. No, no, no. The boyfriend would be a that would be out of the question. All right, listen. We've got another gift certificate to High Park Barn Grill. Let's come up with a question for Holly from Roofworks because you know otherwise I'm going to have to be creative. Or Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier or Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture. Here's the number, 919-860-9783. Dial those numbers, and it's unlikely you won't get some food from us. So go ahead and call uh, from High Park Bar and Grill and from Making Your Home Great. FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. I want Holly to define something for me. What makes an architectural, because you know we got an architecture and the architect in the room, <laughs> an architectural tile so much better than the three tab tile? Well, there's a couple of things. The look, obviously, it's it's much more appealing than your three tab, but then the longevity of it is the most important. It's going to last you quite a bit longer than Wh- your why? traditional three tab. Why is that? It's Just fifty years instead of twenty five to thirty five years. It is. Probably one and a half to two times as heavy as much material in there. Really? Okay. But the big thing with the architectural tile, if there's anything I tell people on their roof, on their homes, if you want to set it up where your house stands out, yeah, is buy the more expensive roof tile. Roof shingle, right? Really, like the higher end. Go, uh, go above the architectural oh, even to the well, grand no. manners and well, the to, ones that are truly triple architectural. Yes, but you have all the houses in your neighborhood that you're competing with, right? And all of them have the 35 year old mid level shingle, mm-hmm. right? If your house is the one that has the uh, lifetime architectural shingle on it, it stands out. It says we are the quality house in the neighborhood. Of course, of course, and, the and architectural tile has gone to more school. Yes. It's gone to school more, you know, yeah. for but more years. The, the big thing is it doesn't cost that much more money. Yeah. It, it may be a 20% upgrade in cost, or I don't know what the actual numbers are, but in the past it's been like it's only 20 or 30% more, but it is a substantial boost to your house as far as when you go to resale competing yeah. with the neighbors right yeah, they, they jump out to you i mean driving through a neighborhood any any house with the ar- architectural shingle it, it pops or I mean, even more so going to like a designer line or the yeah. luxury shingles because those are the shingles that are absolutely going to last you the yeah. longest out of everything and and what is a good warranty i, I mean steven said 50 years can can i get a 50-year warranty if on you, it if you get a true 50-year shingle you're going to get 50 years as long as they did it the details right and put the right products on you know copper valleys the things that are going to actually last as long as that shingle roof is going to last yes it will quite amazingly 
the shingles will last 50 years. Yeah. So they're now just saying lifetime. They're, they're not concerned. As long as you live in that house and it's transferable, yeah. they're not concerned. But comes back to what we talked about earlier. It's the joints. It is the flashing. The right. flashing will fail. The shingles won't. Right. Okay. All right. Telephone number 919-860-9783. I've got food for you. Call me up right now. Come up with a question for us. For our experts, including Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, Holly Bowers from RoofWorks, and Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture on Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. Jackie and Raleigh is going to join us with Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture, Holly Bowers of RoofWorks, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Hi, Jackie. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. I hope you are. We are. What's going on? I was wanting to ask Holly about the metal roofs versus the tab roofs as far as warranty and if there's any upkeep to them. Um, and as far as it would it, uh, keep more heat in the house um, as opposed to a single roof. Okay. There's so many more pros going with metal versus shingle. First, your the lifespan. Obviously, if you put the right type of metal roof system on, which I would recommend doing standing seam, um, copper, anything that's going to be a higher end roof system um, is going to last you a lot longer. It keeps the attic cooler, which is also going to help with the energy in, yeah. inside the home. And then as far as maintenance goes, the maintenance is going to depend on what type of metal system that you put on the roof. If you go with a cheaper system, you're going to have quite a bit of maintenance. So you want the fasteners to be hidden. You want everything to be done the right way. And you want the right type of metal on there with the right gauge because that's what that's what's going to help you get the most bang for your buck. All right. Stephen, what do you think about metal roofs? They're beautiful Quite often, they are twice or three times the cost. Oh, yeah? And you, so you have to decide. if. And as we just talked about, if you use a, a lifetime shingle, you get the same longevity that you do with the metal roof. So you'd have to do it because you that is the look that you like. Uh, most people I find start out saying, I want a metal roof, and then they say, okay, I don't want to spend that kind of premium. Let's just do it on the most visible pieces. Well, and and we can even talk about another side of metal roofs that a lot of people don't know about until they're put in that position. What's that? So standing seam, which is a a very, very common metal roof. Um, Doing roofing back in Texas, we used to have lots of uh, hailstorms that would come through. And a metal roof, although it's not going to uh, leak really badly after a hailstorm, it can ding it up pretty pretty badly. Yeah. Okay. Walking by, you can see you know hundreds of impact marks. Well, a lot of customers don't know that insurance companies will not replace a metal roof due to surface impacts. Ah. So now you have a roof that looks like it's been beat up over the years due to all the hailstorms that have hit it, and your insurance is not going to replace that roof. Right, right. Unless you pay a premium on your insurance policy to replace the roof in the event that that type of damage occurs. 
Right. So I've had customers in the past that spent a fortune to have a metal roof put on. Big hailstorm came through two years later. The roof does not look half as good as it did when it was installed, and they're stuck with it. Wow. So okay. those are things to consider. Contact your insurance company and find out if they will not only, A, insure a metal roof, but, B, insure it for, uh, and I don't know the term that they use. I'm not, I'm not sure either. Surface impact damage, I believe, is what they say, but they say they won't replace and, it unless it's leaking. And really, the only reason that an insurance company steps in and replaces my asphalt shingles to prevent leaks is because they've they've impacted and damaged to the point where I could have leak. Correct. Okay, so it's not like oh it damaged the roof and it doesn't look nice, therefore I want it replaced. Right. We're not there yet. All right, Jackie. Listen, congratulations. Um, I'm going to put you on hold again to get your make sure that your information is is where it needs to be. Congratulations. Twenty five dollar gift certificate. To High Park Bar and Grill, the place for lunch and dinner. They've got daily food and drink specials, uh, fried chicken, prime rib, and the $6 burger on Fridays. Indoor and outdoor seating available, 625 East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture, how do we get in touch with you? Uh, well, I'm the only clip out there. So if you, Stephen Clip, by the time you type that on your computer, You'll find me. Well, yeah, but your your Stephen is spelled with what a V? Stephen with a V. With a V, and clip with two P's. Clip with two P's or nine one nine nine two nine seven eight three eight seven eight three eight. Let me just see nine one nine nine two nine seven eight three eight. Holly Bowers of Roofworks. You can find us on the web at roofworks.com, and that's roof, W-E-R-K-S.com. And our phone number is 919-852-2660. And Brock? I'd prefer you not to reach out to me. Okay, don't reach out to Brock. <laughs> no, you know the Trying, thing is— TriangleRadiantBarrier.com. Yeah, TriangleRadiantBarrier.com. The, the other thing, we, we talked about mold. Honestly, it used to be— People would talk about mold the way they talk about cancer. Mm-hmm. They would they would consider it to be fatal. Some mold causes cancer. But mold in your house is not something to run from or to hide, you know, thinking, oh, I'm never going to sell a house now. I hope not, no. That, You're can, gonna, that can cause some health issues down you, the road. You can do what? I can get rid of all that mold for you, put a nice clean environment underneath your home and prevent that type of stuff from happening again. Really? That's right. All that? That's what we specialize in. Okay. And if you've got problems in your attic, get in contact with Brock, who does want you to get in contact with him. What number should we call? 919-986-8808. Thank you. Well, folks, thank you very much. It's been wonderful. You've heard from... Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture, Holly Bowers from Roofworks, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier will be on next week again with another opportunity for you to get a sandwich out of us. Apologies to Eric and Wake Forest. We were not able to get to your phone call. This is making your home great.